0: Talk it, talk it, talk their movies, talk it, talk it, talk in their movies, talk it, talk it, talk in their movies, talk it, talk it, talk in their movies, but tell me shut up, I do it I want, I want not know yeah, tell me shut up
1: I do what I want. I do what I want. I do what I want. I do it a
0: one. Do it a one. Do what I want. John Keeling. The often copied, never duplicated, returning Intercontinental Champion of talking during movies. No, well, no one's been here more. No one has more downloads. I mean, you are beating rock stars. You are beating stand-up comics. You are beating international chefs. Shout out Chef Joe You are beating filmmakers. You are beating veterans. Dallas Burgess, your hero, Tim Kennedy. And uh, you still come back for more. Like, what other I mountains do you have enough. to climb? I can't get enough can't get enough and you chose this movie I did I gotta I gotta find this movie real quick I sent you a link so you're gonna have to Wait. click on, There's a link. yeah I sent you a link it's below uh, so it's all zoom link and then it has all the information that says movie link and it's going to give your computer aids um and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna click on that movie link it's going to open it up okay and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna click play and a pop-up's gonna come close it click play Pop-up's going to come. Close it. Click play. A pop-up's going to come. Close it. Then it's going to take you to the movie player. You're going to click on that. Play once. Pop-up's going to come up. Close it. and Then you're going to click play, and it works. Uh, that's a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pop-ups. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world. Wait. But we are. Um, let me know when you get there. When you are. Um, when you're one, two, three, ready. And I'm I'm only eight seconds in. And then once again, every time I slow down and I don't instantly click play, it uh we're uh, gonna meet the parents, right? Yes, meet the parents. I sent you the link, it's right there. There it is. Uh for the kids at at home, it's listen, it's not that I'm selling out and not having a beer, it's uh I'm having a a diet root beer. I've had so many beers today, but I've also having about 75 milligrams THC chocolate. So mm-hmm
1: all right small technical difficulty well, and then i'll be ready well john
0: to- is working through these technical difficulties as um as the wonderful people of talking during movies know a couple of things one uh email us talking uh, talking during movies podcast at gmail.com that's talking during movies podcast at com, or get us at instagram at talking during movies now john i think you probably saw this a couple of times um Instagram and on Facebook, I've been reaching out saying if you're a small business and you would like a free ad read on this wonderful podcast, sometimes I'd call it a, uh, a heretical podcast. Uh, some people you know, would uh, would blast it in many different ways. Some people celebrate in many different ways. But uh, a buddy of mine, was he put a post up and he has a small business and he said, hey, if you're a small business, share. don't show your price, just share your product and you know why you do it and everything else. And we're going to promote this product on my Facebook page because I have a good following. And I tagged in and I said, Billy, Hey, if any of these businesses want to read on my podcast, dude, email me talking during movies, podcast at gmail.com. Billy's like, dude, I'm going to do it first. So my buddy, Billy Gwynn, well, first of all, great basketball player. That's why I met. I met him on the basketball court. And this is where, I mean, I think John knows this best. This is kind of where you find friends is on the basketball court and uh, you know what we he's a great three point shooter he drives does this underhand hook I mean he's he's lights out, dynamite and he's a personality he just wants to have fun all he wants to do is just chuck it up with the guys and shoot some threes and talk some shit and have a good time and you don't realize that this man's running a business you don't see the stress of running a business on him when he's out there playing with the guys so I don't know when that stress shows up, if it ever shows up, if he just has that charismatic personality forever. But I have to imagine that in this climate uh, of where we're at, you know, the stress is probably a little harder. So one shout out to Billy just for your personality and, and the man of who you are. Like if you just, if you want someone to take care of you on the business side of things, what I'm about to say, this is your guy, Austin, Texas. So Billy Gwynn, TX Prime Roofing, is the Facebook page. So at TX Prime Roofing, they're a full roofing company. They do new construction. They do full roof replacements. We just had a hailstorm. We're having another rainstorm. They do gutters. Once again, hailstorm, rainstorm, get your gutters in check. They do metal roofs. They do tile roofs. Uh, They do TPO and EPDM roofs and uh, they're insurance claim specialists. Folks, we live in a world of and you're kind of in this world of chaos when it comes to weather where you're located. I mean, on the drop of a hat, a thunderstorm can roll in with 60 mile an hour winds and lightning and, and rain pelting down. And you may have had a decent roof, but after the spring we've had, you might not have that great of a roof. I don't know. I can tell you this when your roof fails, everything under that roof fails and I know it's, it's hard um, economically where we're sitting, but as he said, he's an insurance claim specialist. Reach out to Billy at TX TXPrimeRoofing. Uh, his email address is TXPrimeRoofing at gmail.com. That's T-X-P-R-I-M-E-R-O-O-F-I-N-G at gmail.com. Call him, 512-550-1941. And um, you know, leave leave a nice message. I hope. Don't be crazy, right? We've already left out numbers where you can leave people crazy shit. This is a nice one. Go check out his website, all is M. Um, he's an owner operator, check out all his insurance, everything else at Texas texasprimeroofingllc.com LLC.com. Texas LLC.com. That is my dear friend Billy Gwynn. I miss him on the basketball court. I just miss shaking his hand and giving him a hug. Obviously, as I think we all do with our friends that um, we can engage with like this, or that we just didn't have that. You know, but we had a special bond on the basketball court. And I wish him and his team all the best. If you're in need, you're in Texas. uh, Reach out to him, folks. Talk to him. Now I pinged you, and I was like, "Hey, you're new. You're in a new city, but you have a favorite small restaurant, small business." I mean, St. George. Last time you were on there were like 289 downloads from St. George. So, you got you got you want to give someone a shout out? You want to give someone some love? Uh, Zion
1: Pizza and Noodle Company. Ooh, pizza. It <laughs> is the best pizza in Southern Utah that I found. Doc. So,
0: and I went, I went back. What kind of pizza are you getting? What are your toppings? What are you going with? Deep dish, thin crust? What are
1: you going with? I'm very traditional with my pizzas. I don't get too crazy. I don't want a buffalo chicken pizza. Because if I want buffalo chicken, I'm going to go get some wings. If I want pizza, I want traditional. I'll do a white sauce. I'll do a red sauce. I'm not doing anything weird. So you do like just pepperoni cheese? Yeah, I'm, we're going pepperoni. Okay. Sausage. you know, combination, olives, mushrooms. You got to have... Some bell peppers in there. Some so onions. So you're
0: doing kind of a supreme, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm down so, with the supreme. Yeah, but I went and did their calzone. How was next- it? Because calzones, I mean, honestly, and I hate to interrupt on this place, but let's be very fair. You can make a great pizza, but that does not mean you make a good calzone. Those yep. are night and day animals.
1: They are. Their calzone was good. It was not Ooh. bad it's it's not i mean
0: how are they doing for COVID 19 are they delivering do you go pick up what's the whole deal they, where
1: you're they'll at? deliver they'll pick up they do table service now okay. so you can't just go in so you go in and sit so they have like an outdoor patio that has four tables they have four tables inside and then they have a back bar area with four tables so you're spread out limited in indoor seating but you know you can get pizzas to go and delivery and but it's Man, it's good.
0: Now, here's the That's monster the, question. Hiking in Zion. Here's the monster question for all pizzas, and you kind of brought it up a little bit, but I want to, I want to dive a little bit more. As a pizza lover, as you know, okay. my My number two addiction in life, it's a beer, pizza, weed. They're a very happy okay. family. They love it. Um, how's that take-home pizza? Because, you know, some pizzas are only good, hot, out of the yeah. oven, on, yeah. that, on that thing. Remember, what's that place? by Vanguard we used to go to. If you brought it home, it was hard, it was rubber, and it just, you couldn't bite through the crust. But if you got it there hot and fresh, because remember they had the cutter that would they would also then scoop it? I forget Where's the name that? of the place. And here we're shitting on their to-go, but their, their in-store pizza was the best ever. So that to-go pizza, how was it?
1: To-go is amazing. It's amazing, fresh. Their crust is really buttery and oh, just the right amount of, garlic and Parmesan sprinkled on. Mm. It, it's a great, The crust is amazing. Uh, and great the next day. I even had, this last time I tried their mozzarella, garlic bread, and I ate one piece of that and then my pizza came. So brought some of that home too. That was phenomenal the next day. Just that's, ridiculous. That's a sign of
0: great pizza, right? It's yeah. You can bring it home and it tastes good. Points. Yeah. If you're going to have just, it the next day, and you're yeah. still raving about it? Yeah. I mean, you've home run. So Z-
1: they're, they're, they're legit. They're, they are definitely one of my favorite pizza places that I've ever been to. I've been and, to a lot. And it's Zion Pizza? Zion Pizza Noodle. I haven't tried the noodle dishes yet. I haven't tried pasta.
0: I need it's to. hard when, you've, when you're doing great with pizza, right? I mean, it yep. really is hard to be like, I'll get the spaghetti. It's, yeah. No offense to people who love spaghetti. But that's like, I'm just not good enough to be pizza. Yes. (laughs) I've got extra sauce, but no cheese. It's okay. Uh, Instagram account. You need to
1: check out. Nat's what I reckon. I'll tag you in it. Australian comedian. It's N-A-T-S. Nat's what I reckon. He's an Australian comedian, but during COVID started doing these cooking videos that are absolutely hilarious. And it's like... He'll pull out. He pulled out. There was some bolognese, bolognese sauce, or no? It was carbonara sauce, and okay. it was he, like he pulls out this can jar and he's like jarred carbonara sauce. He's like, "Fuck jar sauce!" <laughs> Throws it, and then makes this amazing carbonara. Ooh. And he's done a bunch of different things now. But really, and you like, I have friends, obviously like you, that have cooked and that have watched him. And like, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. he's and you wouldn't know it but he's he's legit but um, he's legit and having fun and I'll it's tell just
0: it, fun to watch that chef Joe Gatto the guy I talked to mm-hmm. people are like dude is this guy paying you I'm like no and then I talked to him twice prior to our call and then our conversation the fact that the way he does from scratch he's a psychopath he's like oh I'm oh. gonna I need a knife so I'm gonna go forge my own knife first I was like, okay, like I'm gonna make my own mozzarella, but first I've gotta milk the goat to get the milk to get the mozzarella. And then I'm gonna go to the wheat field and pick my wheat for my base for my beer crust. Oh, I'm doing a beer crust. That's right, so I gotta make my own beer. It takes him a year to shoot like six episodes because literally everything's from scratch. That's dedication. That's dedication. He's like, you know, we're gonna do a hamburger and hot dog episode, and there's no like hot dog experts, so I'm just gonna experiment until I figure out how to make the right hot dog. Oh. So he does he's like, oh, we need ketchup and mustard. I'm going to make my own ketchup and mustard. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm a, dude. He's, the flavors have opened, to be ridiculous. When he opens up his show and says, throw away your boxes, he's not fucking around. I mean, he's almost disappointed in me that I have bags of flour at the house. He was like, I mean, I you can't get your own because you're a pussy. But serious, I mean, <laughs> and he's, you know, he's Northeast guy. He's a Boston area guy. Murder. And he's just. He's a private chef, he does all this cool stuff, but it was just funny to talk to me. He's like, yeah, I mean, and then I watched the episodes. I watched all six, I burned through all six. He's making his own tamales, he's, he made his own pizza, so that's when he made it, you know, that's when he did his own, made his own beer, made his own crust, made his own wow. mozzarella, made his own, he's like, oh, and the tomatoes for the sauce? Hold on, you gotta figure out what flavor you want based on the tomato and based on the time of the year. And I'm like, dude, your wealth of knowledge is ridiculous. And yeah. it's the opposite of chopped, right? Like chopped is like 30 minutes. I'm going to throw ingredients at you. You make the fastest, best tasting shit. yet 30 minutes. Yeah. He's like, have you walked through a wheat field? <laughs> have you decided, smelled it? Have you decided what stalks you're going to use to make your own bread? Piece of shit. <laughs> and obviously, I probably Chef Joe, I mean, no disrespect I, in saying that. Got he, my gold medal flower right here yeah (laughs) he's just an amazing human being so then i'm listening to rogan and kevin hart go back and forth and kevin hart's like covid's taught me about x y and z and i'm like man how do they make toothpaste how do they do this how do they do that and i'm like shit jeff joe gatto's got the fucking answers i'm gonna tag kevin hart in a post not that he's gonna hear it but the fuck knows I haven't
1: listened to that whole episode, but that was, there was some good stuff when he's talking about what he learned from that accident, too. Dude,
0: that guy is inspiration. I mean, he really is inspiration. And him and Joe together are, I mean, if you don't want to run through a brick wall after hearing those two talk and share how they're building each other up, and then they bow to, you know, a Dave Chappelle, and they're like, but that's the real king. That's the guy of Captain Zero Fox. That's the guy who you follow. And you're like, wait, I thought I was following you guys. Like, I'm riding my bike up a hill. Like, I'm going to ride up another hill. I'm going to go up another hill. And all of a sudden, my legs are burning. My calf is cramping. I'm at the top. And I go to ride down, I'm like, I'm going to go back the opposite way to not shave off a mile so I can get in 16 miles instead of 14 miles, listening to Kevin Hart and Joe go. And then by the time I get home, they're like, and our real hero is Dave Chappelle. I'm like, motherfuckers, I just went an extra couple of miles for you assholes. (laughs) 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 On a mountain bike on the street. How difficult that is, you Living the dream, having fun. All right, let's start this movie. Where are you I'm at? I'm at eight seconds too. You're at eight seconds. Hold on. Yep. I gotta, I gotta hit play. I gotta get, get rid of my pop up. There's the pop up. Tell me when to press play. Uh, hold on, and you should press. Hold on, <laughs> and press. Lie, I just bought the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. You gotta put that on mute. So you picked this movie. Uh, it's Meet the Parents. Yep. This is a fun one. I sent you a, a text message. I was like, we had a high of 697 downloads. We're down to 330 downloads. That's we got to right. come with our A game. Exactly. We got to come packing. Say,
1: George, uh, help me out.
0: That's right. So you know, I mean, this is um, when I when you was know, thinking about this this movie. One of the things that came up was also, I mean, you know, on a, kick it off. On a, I'm sorry, on a sad note a little bit, but you know, Ben Stiller lost his dad recently. One of the funniest human beings ever. Yeah. You know, that's, um, that one hurts, right? We are, I think what we're missing is um, what I would call a, um, an era or a time of, of memory and remorse for all the, 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 pe- the influential people we're losing during a time when um, COVID is taking over the news. And we're really not articulating what I think people meant to us culturally or in humor. Right. We're just losing musicians. uh, We're losing leaders. We're losing actors, comedians. Um, Sometimes they're all all of the above. And, uh, you know, that's that's I don't I think we're going to look back on this time and uh, have to probably redo uh, a little goodbye, a better goodbye, if you will. Yeah. Well, I think even for normal people, I think,
1: you know, There's going to be something like that. there's a lot of funerals that weren't weren't done right or weren't done to the level they should have been done. Not that anyone's intentions were off but couldn't do it.
0: It's true and it's um you know it's sad. Um, I feel bad not just for the lives lost from COVID but you know as I said multiple times I feel bad for the kids because schools are closed, yep. you know, abuse rates are up like 400% child starvation rates are up, Uh, suicides up AA meetings, you can't go to them. You know, what does that mean for addicts and and how they relate and what happens? You know, I I think we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to sit down when this is all if we let this move past us, right? It's like the hard part of a, <clears throat> of a bad relationship or working through a fight in a relationship when the parents know you. I'll bring it back to the movie. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a long look in the mirror. And we're gonna have to answer a lot of tough questions that I don't think we want to ask, that yeah. I don't think we wanna answer, that I don't think we want to address. And it's easier to stay scared than it is to uh to sit down and go. We did this with the best intentions for X. Whether whether we agree or disagree with the politics, the best intentions were X. Yeah. We didn't look at Y to A and the ripple effect of what that meant for school closings and hunger and abuse and starvation. We didn't look at...
1: All kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah, we just... You know, and, and people can be like, well, it didn't spread like COVID. And I'm not... I think people are missing the point of when we talk about these things, that they want to go to the numbers of how fast COVID spreads and suicide could be prevented differently and starvation and, and all these other things. So we, it's, it's, it's not, they want to make it an A or B, right? They want to, yeah. they want to be like, oh, oh it's, yeah. it's got to be this or this. And I'm like, why, why, can't, we, why can't we be more well-rounded and embrace more?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that with so many things in our society You just, why can't, what, why can't we do better at everything? Just being people, being people. I mean, all the protests now with with the guy that got choked out with the knee in Minneapolis, it should have never happened. But here we are, it's still happening, and the fact that it happened while the guy knows he's being filmed. And he still did it. That's that's the stuff that just blows my mind.
0: I like, don't, I don't, um, on the police brutality side, there's a lot I just don't understand. I, I yeah. can't, I can't wrap my head around, you know, and I've, I've seen other people post numbers. of like, yeah, well, this is actually how many white people get shot. Or this is what, you know, and I'm just like you guys. I think you're missing the point. Yeah, there's brazenness about this that is uh, that, that's you know it's just I you know it's it's like and I love I lo- I mean listen we need police right
1: Yeah. Um, Some of my best friends are police. they been awesome, I, amazing officers.
0: Yeah. And then you know the question is beg, Where are those amazing officers when these things happen? Yeah. And I don't know because I think it's tough. But that said, shit, what do you do, man, right? I mean, what do you do? It's just, it's a horrific situation and uh, I can't imagine what the family's going through. I can't imagine quite honestly what like the black community's going through. I can't imagine what oh. anyone's going through when it, when it comes to that. And yeah. you know, you're taught in school while well, the march happened and we're so much farther. And it's like, no, they just don't care that they're being recorded now. now they're just dicks, yeah, yeah just, it's
1: it's it's crazy. We just start we need to start seeing people as people and not I don't know just have some empathy and a heart and just be decent. don't be shitty. like it's the in the same thing with the Central Park Karen that came up the other day. You see that
0: yeah now I have a question for you yeah. in, um, in this cancel culture folks we'll get to the movie calm down um, <laughs> do you think she should have been fired from her job
1: I don't know if she should have been fired from her job
0: I mean, I, do you think that's a social justice warrior kind of response by Frank and Franklin Templeton or whoever the-
1: that's a that's a not social justice warrior that's just straight PR the fact that the moment it came out where she worked they were gonna fire her yeah and the moment it came out to who she was and she's high profile enough in the company that sure. you know, but there's I mean there's lots of people that do real shitty things that don't get fired mm-hmm. um, not and not to say what she didn't do wasn't deserving of I mean she's gonna be ostracized I mean the freaking rescue took back the dog she had to give back the dog
0: well she was treating that dog like shit
1: yeah she was she holding was, it up
0: by its neck yeah Mean real piece of gone. shit to that dog
1: yeah she just showed that she was a shitty human being and whether that deserved to be fired from her job or not i don't know that's a slippery slope and you start going down that road then you know any mistake you know it's it wipes out everything yeah i don't know about that I just but i mean the company felt it had done enough damage to them that it was worth it and i guess yeah you know if if you damage the company you get fired
0: yeah and i understand that i guess i wonder who found out where she worked and then went after and and rode down that trail to make sure you know i just
1: someone's gonna burn you down
0: yeah i mean someone's always gonna burn you down and you know covid-19 and i'm a irreverent you know outspoken opinionated asshole most of the time
1: which is why i love you
0: and (laughs) But it's really, you know, it's, it's given me pause and taught me some patience on um, on how aggressively we want to go after people. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm not saying what she was right in any way, shape or form. But I guess the question is, is could she learn from what she did that was wrong? Or is she just so far gone that it's worth, it's 100% worth. Yeah. Firing her because she's she's a lost cause. Like well, you know, which one is it? And then how does she rebound as a person? You know, and and what I don't want to see, and what I think I see in the cancel culture and in this very aggressive, you're a horrible person, fuck you, you're out of here. Problem is is that I don't know where they rebound. I yeah. don't know how they become better. I don't know yeah. where they- that being said, And everyone's like, well, we, it's not our job to make them better. They're a piece of shit. And I'm like, that's why it's our job to make them better. I had a fiery conversation with a friend of mine. And, you know, he was talking about how he's in favor of YouTube and Twitter and Facebook censoring speech. And he's a smart guy. I mean, he went to USC. He's a communications guy. I mean, he runs a company. And I was just like, yeah, but... Remember when everyone thought the earth was flat, when they said it was round, they censored that speech? He goes, yeah, but we know more now. I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna is say 20 alive. years from now, we know more now? Yeah. And isolating and putting someone in a box and being like, you're a flat earth dummy, you're a COVID-19 you know, um, denier, you're this, you're that, you're the, the other, right? Whatever those boxes may be. As soon as you put them in that box and then you deny them a platform to talk about it, one you let them burrow in their own bullshit,
1: and they're going to yeah. act it out somehow.
0: And, and they're going to act it out somehow. Same thing, I believe. And I'm not saying the lady shouldn't have been fired. I, you know, she did damage to the company. I don't know what damage she did. You know, the analysts are probably breaking that down. But um, I would say is that, wouldn't it have been better from Franklin on a PR side? PR per, you know, you said it's just PR. So let's play PR. We're getting her counseling. She's fired. She's fired. We're letting her go. We're giving her three months pay and she's getting three months of counseling. She's not going to come back here. But we don't want her to leave broken and destroyed. We do want her to leave and hopefully she'll be better and she'll grow as a person. Yeah. And I know that's idealistic, and that's, you know, I'm kind of, you know, waving the... the it's going to work
1: for some people. Maybe not everybody, but some people are going to actually make a change, see a difference. And if it's one person that makes a change, that you have one less shitty human being in the world. That's a pretty good thing.
0: It's not terrible, right?
1: No. I mean, you look at it when they burn someone down. It's the same thing as locking someone away in, in prison for a long time for just stupid pitly shit. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of what we've done as a society. I mean, obviously, two very different reasons for it, but it's the same thing. You're gonna throw someone, you know, you're gonna throw someone in prison for 25 years for some marijuana charges. That's stupid. But we do it, and then now we've wrecked the human being. Good.
0: Yeah, or COVID-19, right? We'll Dr. throw a hairdresser in jail. We'll let, yeah. well, let a rapist out so he doesn't catch COVID-19. <laughs>
1: Well, and in Oregon, there was, another, there was another hairdresser doing that, and Child Protective CPS came and went after her kids because she was she was putting them in danger by intr- possibly introducing COVID to them. The, it's like, wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty drastic. You're going to r-
0: break up a family for that over the, over the I mean, and once again, I know people have died. and I'm not trying to make light of it but it is a a division of the flu.
1: Yeah.
0: So you're breaking up families over the flu. Let's just, let's boil it up to something simple that we can all grab onto. Yeah. You know, And the drastic measures, you know, in the rabbit hole that people are like, Jesus Christ, it's a comedy. But the drastic measures and responses are all of this movie. They are meet the parents. Yeah. I mean, the drastic measures of first meeting the parents Right. I mean, you know, I don't know about you. My dating life was fraught with meeting parents. People love me. Parents, if I I didn't didn't. date their daughters loved me. But if I dated (laughs) their daughters was like, "Eh, you know, I'd like it. If you would get hit by a car, that'd (laughs) be great. You know, I mean, listen, it's honestly in another world, in another lifetime, 25 years prior, well, Sarah's not that old, so let's go 15 years prior. You or I are dating Sarah. Her mom does not love us like she loves us. Never dating Sarah. Science. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, um, Ben Stiller's soon-to-be father-in-law, right? I mean, he is, he loves all the exes. He loves the people that aren't in his daughter's life, that he has, you know, this fondness and control and reminiscent kind of, you know, back and forth with that he gets to have because he gets to have it with them because there's no repercussions with the daughter. Yeah. because She's not dating him. You know, and he can't have that with Ben, right? So De Niro's sitting there and he's just like, great. I got to be a prick here. <laughs> i got to show you how I'm going to protect my daughter in every fashion possible. It's, it's, it's so magical. Cool really is what was um you know in um in your in your dating life what was probably the let's share some stories here so what was the hardest parents you've met you don't have to give the girl's name but give me oh. a situation
1: oh man well i it was a uh, salvadorian girl in southern california okay and went to meet the whole family like not just mom and dad it was aunts uncles cousins and so everyone's there making papooses and it's it's I can't even remember what it was for but it was seemed like a big to- do everyone was over there and her dad's sitting at a table kind of in a screen cup like your patio area okay kind of by himself I think maybe his son was in there too and he uh, he looks at me and he said he said hey there's a the machete over by the door bring it to me
0: all right champ
1: i was like all right and uh it it was very interesting but i got i got the don't hurt my daughter threat and then on the opposite side of things uh i'm getting up to grab food and her mom gets super mad and he's like no you go sit down and she he looks she looks at her and it's like you need to be serving him food
0: whoa yeah I was like, and this is where I fell in love with Salvadorian women. <laughs> <laughs> so I, of- I was dating out. a girl. Um, it's funny, real quick side note. Uh, as I was eating pieces of that chocolate, I'm assuming every time I have an edible, mm-hmm. Heather Rogers just gets a little sick to her stomach and doesn't know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she says she posted something the other day about. Being thrown up on and stuff like that with her new her new baby, and I was like, "That's funny." I'm pretty sure Brett knows about being thrown up on. Sure, that really captures the moment.
0: (laughs) And I believe you threw up just as much as your child, maybe more.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, that was a that that was a lot of vomit that night.
0: It was. I didn't get any on me.
1: Yes, you and you held all of your material possessions so closely.
0: For I the, that, the greatest I, I photo need to
1: send you that picture of you, and we need to put it up on this podcast
0: i will I have it on my phone i 'll put it up i 'll put it up on this as the hey here 's the high guy who didn 't get thrown up on. and look how happy he is and then when she was on the back end of the truck, I, I thought she was going to fall and was going to help her, but then she would dry heave, and I would jump back because I really didn 't want to throw up on me it was it was. One of the funniest moments of all time. And that poor kid, God bless her. Listen, everyone knows most people come out for a jog to have a couple cocktails, maybe a, a gummy. And I want to I wanna run a fucking 100-mile ultra marathon. I want to see what my body can do.
1: <laughs> he pushed it to the limits at 9,000 feet of elevation.
0: <laughs> cocktails, tequila shots, oh. edibles. Oh cotton mouth where I the good idea was I'll chew some gum that'll get rid of that cotton mouth. It was like I just I put a marshmallow (laughs) that I couldn't dissolve in my mouth. It was like imagine a marshmallow folks and you put it between your fingers and you try to pull it apart and it's all sticky everywhere. That's how my mouth felt and there was nothing to be done. It was awful.
1: I just love that I was holding Heather's purse in Breckenridge. And walking up to the restaurant, and people were just turning and staring at me. Like, I was like, wow, like homophobia is real here.
0: It's so real.
1: (laughs) Easy, Colorado. You're supposed to be laid back.
0: Dude, where was that place where we had that amazing lunch, though? That was so good. It was like the sourdough bread bakery something.
1: Oh, no, we had like a brunch. Yeah, it was delicious. That was just, it looked like an old Denny's had yeah. been turned into, like, a really good restaurant. Yep. Yeah. It was that, so, was,
0: that food was so good.
1: Oh, it was, the Bloody Mary was amazing. Everything was so
0: good. We went there, then we went to some bars, went to a weed shop, went to some more bars, and I remember we went to that one bar where we met those people, and I was doing tequila shots, and Brett was just shaking his head, like, he's literally, he's lacing up the shoes, and he's going for a run. This motherfucker no one else is drinking with him. And then all of a sudden, Heather's there. And he's like, this this is your compadre? This is the person who's going to like run with you? This? Great. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Mills, he was on his best behavior. You were on decent, good behavior.
1: I was, yeah. I knew better at that point in life. I was Brett like, was
0: on perfect yeah, behavior. I, you know, Brett was annoyed by the end of that day. Yeah, he was pretty frustrated. And arguably so. Listen, drunk Jason is, is is only fun to drink. He was in the back seat with you and Heather. Heather was puke, her puke was like running down his leg into his sock. Oh, it was in his shoes. He was just getting vomited on. And I was, I've never thought, I first of all, it's a 225 pounds, six foot two male. I didn't think I could fit in a cup holder, but I figured out how to get me and all my earthly possessions. <laughs> And stay buckled in, and sit in that cup holder.
1: You, you know, And I'm just sitting in the front seat, just living the dream. Happy to be six foot nine. Oh, just being like, guess who's not in the back seat,
0: fucking around right now?
1: El Capitan. <laughs> I'm up, I'm back. You're touching my face.
0: She's puking on me. You're like this. This is not good for anyone. I mean, it was great for me. I had a great time. My <laughs> cheeks hurt from laughter. I was so. Oh.
1: Oh, I and You were gone when I got high the next day.
0: Yeah, um, Mills never answered his phone.
1: I was I was catatonic in the pool, just frying, just out yeah. of my mind.
0: <laughs> I heard you went straight lobster.
1: Oh, it was bad. I I couldn't even move. I I was just sitting in the chair, couldn't speak, couldn't move, staring at the water because it glistened and sparkled, and that was fascinating, and I was happy. I, third degree burns on my face and arms I didn't care.
0: could move loved it loved every minute of it I drove home that day ended up like driving in to the house at like 5am and uh, Chris was like you have to get up in two hours and take Harper to school I was like I'm not even supposed to be home yet I'm home early can I just sleep and she's like no <laughs> Like, okay <laughs> but to the dating meet the parents story back to so I was dating this girl in college, uh, hold on. I was out of college, she was in college. She was one of Heather's friends, softball player. All right. And, uh, hold on, was that her? She no was softball, no, 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 no. Uh, this is a different gal. sorry. So for the, for the parent meeting. So I meet the parents, they're very religious. Obviously we went to a Christian college, but she were very, very religious people. A, B, um, it was very interesting because uh, we were, um, were hanging out and uh, I go meet the rest of the family. And we're sitting down and we're in Missouri in the Assembly of God, capital of the world. And uh, this guy looks at me and he goes, you Republican or Democrat? I go, I'm sorry? He goes, well, either you're a baby killer or you don't believe in killing babies. It's real simple, son. And I said, I I can understand how you would want to make it that simple. But there are some Democrats that, you know, don't believe in abortion. And there's some Republicans that do. So I think it's smarter to vote based on uh, the person understanding their politics and where they're at. Listen, when you're praising God, you don't have time for that. So you're either a baby killer or not. And I said, well, uh, where are you? in reference to, um, you know, death and uh, murder and corruption. Is that good or bad? And he goes, it's bad. And I go, but Richard Nixon. And I go, he empowered communism. Uh, he imbalanced trade and, uh, and global production globally by embracing China. He, um, He enacted a, 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 you know, and and participated in a war that killed millions of innocent people, hundreds, I should say hundreds of thousands of innocent people. And uh, he lied and cheated to get to where he was and then got caught and got impeached. And the guy looks me goes, good points, not a baby killer. And I was like, "How many fucking kids died in Vietnam, asshole?" I mean, like, like I'm losing my shit, right? I'm just like, I can't. I, just, I mean, I just I can't believe this this ignorance. And he's from East Texas or what? Far West Texas. He's like, you know, I'm from a town where there's like, you know, ten thousand goats and 150 people. I'm like, you know, I've been to a goat international goat barbecue. It can be pretty good food. He didn't want to hear that. He wanted to stay on the baby killer talk. And I'm like, this motherfucker!" And her dad and the rest of her family is just like hanging out. They're just rolling. They're like, yeah, are you a fucking baby killer? Are you? And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, sign me up. I'm a fucking baby killer. <laughs> sign me up that I actually want to learn about the people I'm voting for besides an R or a D. No, there's no learning. There's no learning. Son, learning's been done. I was... I mean. You know, and it's also, it's Missouri, and it's the Assembly of God. I mean, they like, no rhythm, love tambourines. uh, You know, just speaking in tongues. You know, white women leading the choir. It's just the grossest, like, you want to talk about white privilege? The Assembly of God is the epitome of white privilege. Let's take rhythm, (laughs) let's take songs, let's add a tambourine and a gross white lady to lead everything. And let's interrupt everything with someone going, Hash, blah, 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 and then we don't cast out that demon because that's speaking in tongues. But then if they don't like what the other person says, Adam Sam going in church. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta throw them out. They're done. They're 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 a sinner. And the fact that someone knows the difference between who's gonna and hey. And they know which one's talking to God and which one's talking to Satan and they got to go run after him and beat a tambourine on their fucking head and throw water on them. Hey champ. Oh, and the assembly of God, you know, taking all the beautiful music and everything from black culture, bringing it across the tracks and then saying, you can't, you know, mate with or be around or talk with black people because that's bad, but we're going to take their music and all their cool shit and we're going to turn it into white stuff. It's going to be amazing. Yeah fucking people
1: downloads in missouri just plummeted
0: <laughs> yeah well mm, they're like i'm gonna tag missouri and this i'm like i wonder what he's gonna say and then just like the last time i did some episode where i started talking about religion and some guy like saw the jesus religion church assembly of god hashtags and my downloads just shot through the roof for a moment at the time i was doing like, you know, like 50 a day and i went to like 175 because he ran um Social engagement for all these churches, and he'd like shared podcasts with them. <laughs> he he my first, my podcast, his first and last job, right? I mean, he's not working there anymore. I got a <laughs> message. <laughs> he was like, "So, hey, bro, uh, I shared your podcast with 175 churches, and they listened." And uh, that was not the Wednesday Bible study we thought it was going to (laughs) be. You're like, you should have hired me for PR after that. I could have helped you. (laughs) Bro, let me tell you something. First of all, that is the Wednesday Bible study it should be. I busted my uh, my pastor's balls. I told him I'll never go back to church again. Because of COVID? Yeah. This is what I don't get. And I'll say it again. You will send people around the world to countries where if they get caught with a Bible, they'll die, instantly. Head cut off, they're dead. Family's dead. They get be caught. What's that? To be a white savior too. To be a white savior too, right? And Jesus is white, obviously. Um, you know, so they're you know they'll they'll send them everywhere, and they'll do this. The flu comes here, and once again, not disrespecting loss of life, but COVID is. It literally is a flu virus, so I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Just it is. And you're like, ah, man, we're not going to go to church. And then they don't even know how to respond. You know, one pastor does a sermon, he gets COVID and dies, and they're like, and everyone makes fun of the church for showing up. Pastors get cancer and die too. Pastors get renal failure and die. Pastors just,
1: they get by the snake they get bit by the snake. They're holding.
0: Yeah. But guess what? God didn't save any of those people either. So instead of having a response of, of an articulate response to what's going on, you know, what the fuck do they do? They're like, yeah, that's why we don't meet. And they don't, you know, I'm like, dude, do you have faith? Faith of a mustard seed. That's your book. That's your thing and you won't even do micro communities you won't even stretch out and be like hey if four or five you can just get together and pray and hang out where two or three are gathered he'll be there can we just do this to not lose our culture to not lose our family to not lose what we're doing right now can we please just do that
1: nope the only thing we don't want to lose is our tax-exempt status
0: that's right it's bullshit, and that's why i won't go back i won't and i like listen pastor scott dude he's a really nice guy He's energetic he's engaging he's a fun person to talk to he talks with me he takes my shit um and and listens and agrees and disagrees i'm really honored that that i get to have that relationship with him but let's also be real real honest what the how the church responded to this was utter play it was just it was blasphemous bullshit. i don't care if you go to a brown country and someone dies there with the Bible, because that's for the cause. That's a martyr. That's what you're doing. But if you die here, when the government says no, then you're just a dumb asshole who died because you didn't listen. That's a fucked up message. And the fact that they don't see that, that they just that they just go, whoa, 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 you know, I mean, hey, it's America. Oh, I'm so glad we're so fucking privileged that if a strong flu comes through, we don't have to go to church and it's A-OK. So then what's the difference between that and football? What's the uh, difference that and car accidents? None. None. It's just, it's, it, it's mind boggling, right? I mean, it, it really is. The rationale to that is the rationale to Ben Stiller lying about milking cats on his farm and just getting their little teats.
1: Not true. That's not true. You can milk anything with nipples.
0: <laughs> uh, we should press play, too. What's that? We should press play. I've I've had play on the whole time. Have you? Yeah, I'm at... Dude, I'm at... Where am I here? Whoops. Hold on. You never told me you started. Yes, I did. No, I don't I'm know black. where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at. Um, he just knocked over the vase. I'm trying to hit pause to see where I'm even at. Uh, but okay. the cat, oh, yeah. the cat is now digging through the ashes. Okay. Hey, folks. I'm the high drunk one. And you're gonna, you're gonna hear this at the beginning. Go. He did. He said eight seconds in. Boom.
1: Hey.
0: Hey now. And now she's, and now she's in the bedroom in her negligee. It's not very negla or jay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It oh, is. Uh, um, rather, it's rather disappointing lingerie or sleepwear, if you will.
1: I don't even remember what it looks like anymore.
0: Now, there's no lace. It's, it's very Amish. Uh, that's just sad. And Ben Stiller's in a if sexier pink a robe. Comfort. I get it. Still, come on. Be better. Be better. Be better. Be better. Ben Stiller's in a much prettier pink robe. Her you're pink robe. You're
1: wearing to spice things up. So spice things
0: up. Mm, come on.
1: Oh, I, I got a pair.
0: And I don't know how sleeping in that's comfortable. How are you sleeping in a dress? Is that comfortable?
1: Oh, the poem to, to mom.
0: Yep. Okay. And then they're gonna break down the
1: oh, p- cats and little Geppetto and oh yep. and boom, grandma, okay.
0: And, and now we're like, Here. Ben Stiller's done brushing his teeth. They're face to face talking at the door. So there we go. We're right about there. We're right about the same spot.
1: Okay, so, yep.
0: I mean, it is, yep. it is ridiculousness of I'm gonna keep my tax exempt, so I'm gonna just follow these rules. It's just ridiculous of, I'm gonna to try to make someone like me, so I'm gonna lie about how I can milk anything with teats. They're tiny, tiny little teats. It's, just, it's the same thing. What is, um, speaking of this hard left turns, as this podcast always does, um, is there a good lie or a great lie you've ever told a parent or a girlfriend that you kept, you just held on to? Like Wilson Phillips, just hold on for one more day. Damn you, Wilson Phillips. Damn you. Small, uh, and large. It's like a, it's like a t-shirt rack. <laughs> <laughs> there's only some people that are going to get that joke, and that's okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think so. I don't think, I, I don't think there's ever been, like, I've never had a real good,
0: No, I haven't had a good lie. You're like, I've never had a reason to lie, Jason. Why do you lie all the time? Well, it makes things interesting.
1: I, I wish I I wish I would have. Now I'm going to have to get into a serious relationship here, meet some parents, and lie to them.
0: It's fun. Um, I've always enjoyed it. But I like messing with people. Like, I think that's fun. And I think some people, you know, messing
1: with people is a great time.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were at, uh, I was with my wife, and we were in uh, her hometown, and we were at one of her relatives' places. This guy comes in, he's dating one of my wife's aunts, this guy, John, he comes in, (laughs) he's like, yeah, buddy. I was like, hey, man, what's happening? He goes, you mind if I take my watch off? I just got to get comfortable. I need my watch off. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't care. It's not my house, right? So I'm like, yeah, it makes fucking sense to me. I go, I think everyone's kind of taking their shoes off. He's like, oh, good. He takes his shoes and socks off hammer time. I'm like, "All right." And so he looks at me and he goes, "Now you look like a fella that's been on an airplane." Go. I have. Cuz I never have. I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Never been on a plane. Never really left the holler." I was like, "Well, sir, let me tell you, a plane is magical. And it will take you from point A to point B a lot faster than walking or riding a horse. This is a scientific fact he's like, really? And I go, yep. He goes, what about the ears? Doesn't it hurt you when you're in the air? And I go, don't you worry about a thing, sir. Let me tell you. That is just a piece of gum away from comfort. And then you can get a cocktail while you're in the sky. It's amazing. You don't have to drive. You don't have to pitch in for gas money. This is a thing of mystery and magic that I think everyone should do. He's like, well, if I ever get on an aeroplane ride, I'm gonna fly to see you just so I can tell you I rode on an airplane. But if it scares me, you have to drive me home. And I was like, absolutely, 100%. He doesn't know where I live. I can make these promises. Then he goes, man, I gotta get comfortable. You mind if I take my belt off? I was like, you should take your belt off. Because I just, you know, when I'm around people and I'm in the home, I like to be comfortable. The socks and shoes have to be off. The watch obviously has to go. And I just want my belt undone. I don't want to feel constrained. And I go, you shouldn't feel constrained. Then Chris comes back over to say something to me. And he rides the elevator. He looks her up and down twice. I'm like, hey, champ, eyes over here. Not polite. And then with Chris is there, he goes, do you think any would mind if I took my pants off? And I'm in, my words are no, I'm saying no. It's coming out, it's starting with no, no, I'm like, no. I'm gonna say no, because I want his pants off. Because I think this is a magical moment. And Chris goes, yeah, I think everyone would fucking mind if you took your pants off, that's disgusting, keep your pants on. I'm like, ladies, what do you do with them, bro? I'd let you take your pants off sit down in your tidy whities over there and watch the football game like a gentleman. That's what I see in our future. <laughs> he got it, man. He was in. But, you know, I just, I would, I, anytime I'm out there, anytime I'm out there, and I'm at like a bar or a coffee shop and someone asks me what I'm doing, all I do is lie to them. I lie to every one of them. Like, what do you do? You know, I'm in fecal waste removal. They're like, What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I work for the circus. So I'm actually never, I've never seen the circus. I know the animals of the circus. And I know how much every animal shits in the circus, obviously. So I go to the town before the circus shows up and I say, hey, we're going to have to remove, based on the animals coming in, mm, I don't know, maybe 200,000 pounds of shit for the week the circus will be here. So, dumps really aren't built for this. Uh, There's a lot of things, you know, they just kind of, so we got to figure something out. So, let's put a plan in place. I sent a plan, of course, a month ago when I, when when we, you know, we booked the circus coming here. So, now let's just, let's let's lock it in. Let's just make sure we got everything. And then I leave to go to the next city. And while the circus there and everything's shitting, I'm at the next city, you know, making sure they take care of shit. And then when the circus leaves to go to that city, I fly back to the city the circus just left to make sure they're disposing of the shit properly. So as you can see, I work for the circus. I'm a fecal matter transportation expert as far as moving it and disposal of it. But I've never seen the circus, and oddly enough, I've never seen the shit. What do you do?
1: (laughs) I love it. I'm just a former Catholic priest.
0: I'm just a former Catholic priest. Well, why'd you get kicked out? (laughs) What's that? Why'd you get kicked out? Or why'd you leave? Because I realized I needed to find love. Looking for love in all the right places. Have you ever taken a lie detector test? No. I've seen it it done. Yeah? Yeah, uh, the Bisbee Black and Blue, the richest fishing tournament in the world, $5 million, Catch the biggest marlin. After you bring the marlin in, And there are rules for how you reel it in and how you hooked it, all these things. They 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 lie detector detector test you? Yeah, they lie detector uh, the person who caught it, the captain, and the deckhand. And if everyone passes, then you get your check, son. You ready for a trip to Cabo again? Nope. I don't think I'm allowed in Mexico anymore. I don't know.
1: How are you? I think you're allowed in Mexico. They don't tell you no.
0: No, I don't think Mexico tells me anymore. Canada's a bunch of dicks they don't they won't let me up there for sure um i don't know mean, mexico probably would let me in i don't know i've been to mexico since i've gotten a dui but I, won't, I don't like mexico man i just ever since they pulled a gun on you yeah since you know they pulled a gun and you know kind of pretended to arrest me just to get my money uh it's just you know and, and brett and i've had we've we've all had bad experiences in mexico i've only ever had good experiences. I wish that was the case. I just it's just it's a it's a rough run that Mexico. I can't I can't deal with it very well. I don't know.
1: I think you gotta go maybe somewhere that's not so resorty like that. That's just resort.
0: Yeah, oh that's just kind of a lock stock resort.
1: Yeah. Area. I mean you need to go somewhere where, yeah, there may be some resort stuff, but there's other town. It's it's a it's an area.
0: It's yeah. not
1: you know. I'd I like think that. Mexico could redeem itself.
0: I mean, uh, but then again, I mean, if I'm going to spend the money, then we should just fly to Thailand and then just have a really good time.
1: Oh, John Tuck Thai,
0: John Tuck Thai, real good. John Tuck Thai, real good. We'll go to Chiang Mai. We'll be rock stars in Chiang Mai. <laughs> Two tallest people in the fucking country. Oh. I There's miss
1: that. those. I miss those days in Asia. they so You were in the Philippines, right? Philippines, China, and Japan.
0: How was um? What was your uh, what was your favorite for? I say
1: China, Hong Kong.
0: Hong but Kong, so it's part of China now. It is now. They released that COVID nineteen and those protests stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want your freedom? Let me give you a virus real quick. Go home. Isn't that weird that people are like I want freedom. I want it now. <laughs> So I'll go home. We're going to regroup in about a year. And you can have all my freedoms. Yeah, and by the way, take all my freedoms.
1: What do you? That's th- the one thing out of this whole thing that I've just been shocked at. What people have. F- you know, I'm all for being smart, being keeping people safe, social distancing, doing all that, being responsible. But it, when it when you let it become mandated, it's not constitutional. So you're allowing it it's a slippery slope and the people of power
0: maybe not so trustworthy well i think you're also seeing uh smaller people getting power they never knew they could get a hold of governors and mayors right and they're just executing like i've got a judge next to me who's gonna write this order and they're not boiling things up or down whichever way you want to boil them to to um something as simple as the constitution freedom of assembly Yeah, it's, yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, I was, I was trying to do the math, right? So I was talking to the guys and I want to read these numbers to you because, um, let me see here. It was, it was carrier updates. I'm like, I'm not updating my phone. Um, but I was pinging the guys back and forth because I was trying to do the math right on, um. And so it is, so fun fact, the average size of the COVID-19 molecule is 60 to 100 nanometers. And that's according to the NCBI. The average breathing hole in a surgical mask is 30 microns. A nanometer is 1,000 times smaller than a single micron. Now the N95 masks' breathing holes average out to about 20 microns. So they're smaller or I'm sorry, um, they, they average out to, they're, they're smaller than, they're like 40 nanometers. So they're smaller, right? And they're layered and all the other stuff. But yeah. for the people who wear the bandana or the cheap little thing over their mouth, the small particles that travel in the air and stay up the longest and travel the farthest, they aren't the heavy spit ones, right, that fall down, they're the light moisture that stay in the air. Those pass through those front and back you breathe out they go through you breathe in they come in and so it, you know' it's, it's like I just you know you, you pose that question and I'm lucky I have a good group of friends I can pose the question and they're like oh well have you looked at this and let's look at these numbers and let's let's you know I got you know we got a, a doctor on the group we've got a pharmacist on the group we have we have smart people We're very fortunate. And no one's like, I'm saying that, I'm not saying I'm absolutely right. I'm saying I find this very interesting, right? I mean, we're dealing with things that are so small, we can't see them. What does that yeah. mean? What does that look like? And at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, but if you put that out in public, what do you get? You, you get vilified, you know, you're selfish. Oh, you, you want hate, profits? You hate old people, for sure. You hate old people, you hate grandma and grandpa, you're a fucking dick. And you're just, you're like, hey, I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm just trying to navigate this. Why is it that a curmudgeoned old asshole like me gets nicer during a time like this? And the majority of people I know have become bigger pricks. Turn into shitheads. Yeah. Horrible, judgmental, cunty shitheads. Yeah, yeah. It's it, gross. Yeah,
1: people, it, people become nasty. I mean, you saw it grocery shopping. You saw it thought just people turn into shitty human beings and it's like wow okay that's who you are because when shit hits the fan that's who you are and then I'm like well maybe I don't blame preppers so much for getting a bunch of guns and bullets because these people are shitty it's like if something really bad happens these people are shitty and they are not going to help you no one's going to help you they're going to do everything they can to help themselves and then
0: just be shitty human beings to everyone else. Dude, I posted that thing about Rogan getting a hundred million dollars on Spotify. Yeah. And a guy who I've always known as this loving, caring, hugging, um, you know, and I don't mean this in a bad way, liberal person, right? Like he just love everybody, come on, be nice, Uh bubble up. First thing he puts is, you know, I've heard one person say, Joe Rogan is smart to dumb people and dumb to smart people. And I hate this culture of following someone popular, but hey, I'm glad he got his money. And my response was, one, um, I think it's what, what the power must be to judge people and just decide who should get money and who shouldn't and why this quote is applicable when all I'm doing is celebrating an entrepreneur who never bent and how he was gonna talk, who he was gonna to talk to or what he was gonna do, he just did his thing. And people respected that. And he came back with, you know, comparing him to Alex Jones and some other shit. And I was just wow. like, hey man, this was a celebration of an entrepreneur and nothing else. Nothing else. Take your negative shit and put it somewhere else. We're not having it, I'm not having it here. Yeah. And it was, he's like oh, okay and that was it but then i got all these dms from people who don't have the courage to say hey can you not be negative can you be a little more positive can you be you know but instead they dm me and said and they thanked me for shutting him down i'm like hey man i've been a judgmental person i've said some a lot of dumb shit i just hope that the way i handled it didn't hurt his feelings, but at the same time, let him know that I don't need more assholes around me. I want people who are like, Oh, that's cool. Hey, congratulations. If you don't want to say congratulations, move the fuck on. Yeah. If that's not your guy and you don't like him, that's okay. But that doesn't mean you have to throw negative shit on someone who worked 11 years on a podcast. And don't get me wrong. I mean, no, I think no one's hurting for Joe and his money. Right. I mean, yeah. he was doing like 30 or $40 million a year in ad revenue. So don't cry for me, Argentina, but at the same time, it's like, you don't shit on him either because he does even better. Yeah, but But people don't shit on things. That's the cool thing to do. Yeah, and I find myself in this weird position because now I'm the nice person. I was the person who used to make fun (laughs) of everything. Brett, I mean, Brett has volumes of inappropriate things I've said and done in a in a plethora of different environments and in all of that you would think i would be the person cutting and and you know knocking people and going after people and doing other random shit you think i would be that person and i'm not and instead i'm going after these people that i thought were sweet and nice and gentle that are just being assholes and i don't get it yeah I don't but you know I mean hey maybe I'm growing up and being a little better of a person and that's not a horrible thing and you know uh, if if anyone can look at my track record from past friends and people who have known me for you know a little bit good and you know none of us are perfect and once again to go back to you know uh, judging or attacking people in any way I don't think these people are bad people, but I think they need to figure out how to handle stress differently. Yeah. And, and handle different differentiating opinions better.
1: Yeah. We've, we've lost our tolerance for other people's opinions and it's, it's crazy. Like if you don't believe what I believe, you're an idiot. Yeah. That's what, that's what we've, we've devolved to. And it's just, it's horrible. Like, I don't want people around me that all think like me. That's I'm going to get stupid.
0: Well, also, I mean, then how do you how do you go out and talk with anyone in the real world? Those, you know, our uh, we have a friend um, Joy. She's a professor, I think Fullerton or I don't know Biola, Crapola, one of those colleges. Anyway, she's a she's a she's listen. And I'm I'm shitting on the college, not on Joy. She like wears that weird funky hat with its poofy on top she's like got the whatever above a PhD is if there's something above that that's joy writing books teaching kids it's called the Grandmaster. she's a she's the grand poobah of, of ladies in education there's no one smarter I'm gonna tag her on this and be like you get in you know I don't know about an hour hour and 10 minutes in joy you're gonna love what I have to say about you not so much the college because I probably got it wrong and if I got it right I said its name wrong and called it something else sorry but she was saying, hey, you know, we might do our first semester online. And I was like, that's going to destroy our culture. College is 20% education. Yeah. It's 20% learning limits. Right? And then you've got this 60% of actually... Seeing different people from different parts of the world handling problems, relationships, and interaction differently than you from wherever the fuck you came from. Yeah, and understanding and doing that and navigating those waters is the most crucial element of college. And you're going to take that away, then we're going to get people in politics and in work, and they're like, "I'm getting paid," and I like, and you know, HR is going to blow up because there's going to be, everything's going to be an HR infraction. And then it's like, you know what, just work from home. You know what, this is good. Just work from home. Just do this. Don't, don't interact with people unless it's on Slack. Cause I don't want to see your face and your tone. And you know what, John, you're white. And I'll tell you what, man, I knew it. you're fucking, you know what, you get all the breaks. Here you are, you're almost seven feet tall and you Play basketball all over the world. You're just, you're fucking lucky. You know what? And I can't see your fucking face. So we're going to go to Slack. Now we're going to do this on Slack because I don't want to feel the pressure of who I am based on seeing your face. Why? Because they never had to talk to you. They never engage with you. They didn't know how hard you worked. They don't know anything. Yeah. And instead they bring assumptions, baggage, and not knowing how to interact into the mix. And if you don't think that's going to destroy work culture and engagement and separate people into smaller smaller microcosms and really fragment this country fucking crazy you just are we're we're heading to
1: some kind of crescendo or tipping point where something's got to happen
0: it Which does, does it be good or bad but you something's know, coming i'm hoping good man Um, i hope
1: so i hope people pull their heads out of their asses and say hey we we could make something good happen here
0: yeah and i and I and i think we will um i i I just i believe that you know i think there is a there's a prime opportunity uh for the people who don't complain who are quiet who are nostalgic who kind of fly under the radar but they're the base of this country of relationships of engagement and they just keep practicing what they're doing and they don't break under this pressure. It's gonna yeah. break the Karens, it's gonna break the loud voices, it's gonna break the cancel culture. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna redetermine engagement in such a different and mo- in a much more positive way. I mean, I said thanks to a lady again at the grocery store. It's like, hey, thanks for being here. All these, per- I don't know what she went through. I don't know how she sees exactly. COVID-19. I don't know how she sees the flu or sickness or anything else, but now I've got a glass partition in front of me. She's got a mask on. She's got gloves on, even though the, you know, the world health organization said it doesn't transfer over services now, but she's still got the fucking gloves on. They're spraying the conveyor belt in between groceries and all this extra shit. I can't imagine the stress of the assholes. Yeah. I say, thanks. I'm like, Hey man, thanks for being here. I really do appreciate it. I wouldn't have gotten my groceries as fast. You did an awesome checkup. Tears up. The last two people yelled at me. Well, where's your boss? Well, what do you mean? Where the fuck's your boss? What's your boss over here? Hey, this this girl right here, she's working her ass off. And this bagger over here, working their ass off. And last two people yelled at him. The fuck aren't you throwing people who yell at people out of here? Yeah. I mean, I don't want them to be gone forever and for sure pay for your groceries, but get the fuck out, man. Don't treat people that way. I think yeah. there's a... There's a finite difference between holding someone accountable and a cancel culture, right? Listen, yep. you, wanna write a, you, wanna, you wanna come back with a sorry card for the person you made cry because you yelled at them because you were a dick that day? You're welcome back any day. You're welcome back. Come yeah. back, be honest, be apologetic. Come on back, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right? Shit, what do I know? Once again. I think you're a sweetheart, I think you know a lot. When, what would, what would your comfort level be if you're dating a young lady, you, you're gonna propose, right? You've got all this stuff going on and her ex-boyfriend is not only best friends with the dad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's affluent, he's got a beautiful home and he's super talented in all the ways you're not. How do you, how do you navigate those waters? I mean, besides just putting your dick over his shoulder and being like, did you grow yeah. a third arm? Oh, sorry, that's my penis. I'm John. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. That's the, the, I think more so, the, more than the successful and talented, the best friends with the dad. That's that's the weird thing.
0: That's, See, that's, uh, the, that's weird. because It's the least weird thing to me.
1: Really? Next, i don't, other care, stuff, I don't care so what you made some money so what you can carve some wood
0: screw you see i'm the exact opposite i'm like oh your best friend's with the dad i'm not marrying the fucking dad. if you think i care every time we're here i'm showing you even with her dad's co-signing him being your best friend you can't have this nana nana boo boo stick your head in. do do i win you lose and dad's the best friend. It might show you, you might want to make better friends if you want to land a hot piece of ass like this right here. Ha, 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 ha. So I'm coming to America was wrong. you coming in with to the girl's mother, father? You in with her. Right. Wrong. However, the whole whittling shit, and making really nice stuff, and knowing that I can't put two toothpicks together to make a cross, that drove drive me fucking. Because then I'd have to try. I'm like, nah, I'm racking my brain, right? I'm like, well, what do gotta I do? I got to do, what do I do better? It's like, um, well, okay, I actually don't do any woodworking. I have no skills like that, none at all. That's when you put on the speedo and you go play a little, play, do a little swimming. What's the, uh, when you were younger and everyone stops as he walks out in the speedo, it's just, Ben's got a good body though. Good for you, Ben. Nipples are a little bit wanky, but you know That's not for me to judge. Actually, they're great nipples. I'm kidding. Um when you were younger, go back to when you were traveling and you're you know you're a professional athlete and you're messing around. Did you ever at a family event get uh get a little too aggressive? Play a little too hard?
1: No. That's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like at that kind of stuff, I could care
0: less. Yeah
1: at that kind of stuff i'm like whatever i'll go sit and have some cocktails or whatever and just hang out but uh that stuff nah
0: i mean i love the spikes and uh you know it's it's so funny because the dad's getting mad and owen wilson's like flirting with his wife soon-to-be wife and it's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, what are we gonna do guys? And he's obviously out of the group, right? He's just, yeah. it's not his thing. Robert De Niro in good shape back then. Good shape, man. Yeah, well, well, he got then, ready uh, for the pool. Didn't have to wear a Speedo, but he got ready for the pool. Yeah. It was, I mean, this, this reminds me of the other film, uh, you know, that we've talked over. But when it comes down to a, a violent sports scene, Wedding crashers, oh yeah, crab right.
1: And football, football. Maryland does. That's right. So, a sack lunch.
0: No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> Every time I'm in Maryland, I'm like crab cakes and football. And are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's what Maryland does. That's what Maryland like, does? Crab cakes and well, football and
0: broken noses. Uh, just bread and water. Nose. He's like, look, I got the spike, and there's blood everywhere. What the fuck are you doing? It's just a game. mom just comes comes running in. I love that mom comes running in. He's just like, well, and look at the look at his curl. She's just like, um, what did you do that for?
1: I lo- and I love that everyone over like someone getting hit in the in the face. <laughs> I like, she's, the she's got
0: the <laughs> eye swollen shut, but her nose is fine. Yet she was gushing blood from her nose. Allegedly, allegedly,
1: because from the eye. Oh,
0: here we go. Here we go. I love it. So good. The beginning to the I end. Remember man. what was supposed to be in that? The ring. his close. Oh yeah. The ring, and he's like, "What's up?" No,
1: he um, does the best. Agitated, awkward, agitated. Oh. It builds up. He's so good at that.
0: How many shades of brown and blonde is she wearing? If you consider her hair, her skin tone, her sweater, her pants, her nails, and her lipstick.
1: Yeah, let's not even forget the socks that I'm sure that we're not seeing in shoes.
0: She socks. is monochromatic to the. Oh, just hey, who are you? What would you, what would you call your personality? Beige. How beige? as fucking beige as beige can get. I I feel like that's very New England though. You think so? Oh, look, she's got the brown watch band with the gold. That's black, is that brown or black? Brown, because she matches her brown headband holder, her pony holder thing. Uh Uh-oh, she's feeling frisky. She's feeling, he's feeling frisky. Uh Uh-oh. He is, uh, hey there, Dad. Goodness gracious. What wow. beats do they have? What what are those? Are those I'm maybe- gonna go tablecloths. Yeah. Ever been That's caught like- almost getting some? What's that? Ever been caught almost getting some? No. No? No. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No. I mean I wasn't I wasn't dating, I wasn't even making really I wasn't really even making out in high school. I was such a prude. Oh, I was too. I didn't get even, freaky. Even
1: even later when I was not. No, never almost got caught.
0: I mean my kids caught me a couple times with the wife. And just ye- just, just yelling at my wife. Why are you so close to dad? It looks like you're forcing yourself on him. Leave my dad alone. Yeah, Harper. I mean, it does ha- doesn't probably help that I'm yelling, like, help, help.
1: <laughs> Keep saying the word pineapple.
0: Pineapple. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> My dad got a bit in his mouth. Ooh, pineapple. Oh, oh, oh man, good. I love this. He's like got all the chairs. The most inefficient way to carry them. Around his neck, everything going on. He's putting in the effort, though. No one
1: else in the family is.
0: Her eyes still swollen shut. But I also, I think it's interesting in those families like that, because I've been around some families like this, dated some girls, and I've been that guy moving stuff around, helping out, while the rest of the family just hangs out and doesn't do anything. Yeah. The weird thing is, is they still expect you, because you're not part of that group, so you're the help yeah you're the fucking help so you know get it going son because you're the you're the you're the help oh watch out and no 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 but see, you know what's involved. funny is that what? no one gets mad at Owen Wilson yeah just spraying them with mud it's like well he made a mistake it's Owen Wilson you see his brother got a new role in in, in, in uh, television wait what yeah so Luke Wilson uh, I believe the older brother of Owen Wilson, the dark hair to the light hair. Uh, he um, he is has a new role as a father. He was a former superhero sidekick. Okay. And uh, those superheroes died. And he uh, he got a, he married a lady whose uh, husband had um, passed away inherited a couple of inherited a kid and I think brought his own kid over at the same time right so you got a little stepbrother stepsister thing going on you got a couple of things happening yep and he's the father so he's gone from a superhero sidekick named wait for it Mr. Stripey <laughs> and now he's a stepdad And the show is called Stargirl and it's on uh, the DC network, DC comics or whatever. I don't know. No idea. Have you ever, um, John? I mean, he's got a, there's a whip, there's a thong. Strap on dildo. Strap on dildo. I'm sure the dad got the wrong. I like how this is what the dad thought was, you know, his bag. When he obviously got the wrong bag and cats are a pain in the ass for sure. Get that cat outside.
1: Oh, Jinxie cat!
0: Oh, Jinxie, um, have you? Uh, what's the what's the kinkiest thing someone's brought into the bedroom? Mm.
1: Just all kinds of like vibrators and things like that. No one's been too kinky. No one's I, been had, too- I had handcuffs. Still do from a former job Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so those have come out to play
0: excellent handcuffs are always fun
1: yeah and and the real ones where it's like you can't you can't get out (laughs) that's real like there's no little safety latch on it there's no fur it's legit
0: you're locked in you're like um yeah this isn't listen uh i don't know what to tell you but you're not david blaine and you're arrested yeah. so those have come out i
1: um, trying to think of anything other, th- other than that nothing too crazy
0: I mean I've told you the, the vibrating anal beads story no I haven't
1: I don't think so
0: so I was living um, I was living with I, uh, Was Chris Mills no I was living with um, uh, Walker at the time Okay. Second, second place out of college. Uh, I was there with uh, Walk Dog. We were having a good time, and I was out with Mills and uh, Brett, and we went to uh, Chester Drawers. Classic. Classic. check for source. Yep. We ended up uh, following these group of people back to their apartment. These two ladies had a great time, and uh, it was time to go to bed. And obviously, um, you know. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stick around and Brett's like hey no and I was like that's a double yes in my book I'm in well um she had uh brought out uh some you know vibrating anal beatage if you will and she said when I start coming pull these out I was like okay perfect so i heard her start and i pulled them out like i was starting a chainsaw or a lawnmower (laughs) (laughs) well john it's kind of a rough go um poop flew up obviously uh and it um it was an uncomfortable experience for her for me and uh, you know, pretty much everyone involved. It was, it was, you know, it was a traumatizing experience across the board. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Um, obviously I didn't burn down someone's sculpture in any way, shape or form, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was not good. So I'm trying to think though with toys I mean, like, you know, we have, you know, we don't have any, I mean, it's vibrators, dildos, handcuffs, no whips. Right? I mean, no whips. Uh, I've, I've had a little paddle,
1: little like little leather whip paddle thing. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: No. little tickler things little with the feather. The feather. I've done the Some body paints. Stuff. I've done the body chocolate and body paints. Well, I haven't done that. That's fun for the whole family. Everyone wins. Everyone does. If you're going to do um, uh whipped cream, you know, the can. Yeah make sure there's no hair on either person because the hair gets really sticky and it'll stick to other hair. And it's like a Velcro seal and it doesn't just come apart. (laughs) You've got, you've got to, you've got to treat yourself like a pair of Velcro shoes with her and you've got to figure who's the soft cushy side and who's the rough side and which way you're going to tear to get apart. (laughs) Now imagine that big, heavy pubes just locking into one another. (laughs) good times had by all i learned that from uh from a different girl whose father told me while we were watching her play softball i don't like you you should break up with her like that's he rarely ever spoke to me and she um she got invited to do miss america okay and I was just, I was, I mean, it was like the rudest. I about killed someone and her dad was like, oh, the weed's kicking in. If you guys no, are wondering what? why the weed's kicking in. If you're wondering why, like, sometimes my stories are dying off, I'm feeling it now. Like, uh, no. <laughs> the rest of the body's like the brain's caught up. It's like, hey, everything's moving. Um, so anyways, uh, we go to this Miss America thing and, you know, she does, walks around. You know, she's a beautiful girl, I thought. I thought she was very pretty. Um, and then she sang and her talent section was just like off the charts and the guy comes over and he's just like man you mean i played a song of hers she sang a whitney houston cover i played it for my mom and my mom's like i didn't know you liked whitney houston and i said that's not whitney houston that's my girlfriend it was hilarious so you know obviously you know so we're hanging out and this guy he goes, "Well, <laughs> the good thing about Miss America is it's not just about looks. The talent portion oh. <laughs> is really important." Backhanded compliment. What a fucking d- And her dad's like, "See, honey?" And I was like, "I'm going to fucking kill you." Wow. Do you just, to say some shitty things to women. They will just say shitty things no matter what. It's just, it was like, and I was like, dude, you're just awful. I mean, when my wife was pregnant and the doctor came up and he's like, hey, you've put on a little too much weight. And I said, hey, motherfucker, she's not ready to go in a swimsuit competition. She's giving birth. She's going to be fine. And everyone's like, oh, I don't think you talk to him that way. I was like, well, this motherfucker needs to learn. She's beautiful. She's carrying my child. She wants you to sleep at Oreos every day and it does damage the kid. Good. I'm in. I'm a thousand percent in. <laughs> I don't fucking care. But, you know, what do I know? Do you... Uh, I love this. They get, he thinks he gets to see this also, this is the best part. You know, when he gets caught that he lied, no one goes back to De Niro and goes, you didn't know your cat at all. In fact, you were so disassociated from your cat that you couldn't tell a fake cat from a real cat. That's how off the charts bad it was. Like no one calls him out on his bullshit. And of course, when I was getting blamed for giving the fake cat, I would have doubled down and called the dad on his bullshit and really gotten kicked the fuck out of that family. (laughs) It would have
1: been a beautiful thing.
0: Would have been a beautiful thing because I will double down. I will (laughs) always double down on a mistake and be like, let me see what I can do to really fuck this up. When I was was first dating Chris, uh, we went to Kentucky for the first time. We go see her dad and he's got this huge shop. he's got like a 1945 uh, pickup truck with the smokestacks, Mm -hmm. all restored. I mean, perfect restored, same paint colors, everything. Perfect, amazing. And he is, you know, he's got one key to it and he goes, hey, uh, we're gonna go to, I think we went to Cracker Barrel to eat. Sarah, Rev Heath loves Cracker Barrel.
1: Yes, she does. I love right. a Cracker Barrel for breakfast. I won't go for any other meal.
0: I, I don't eat there. I'm like, I'll just get a Diet Coke. Oh, Tracy, you're not feeling well? Yeah, I'd just rather not shit gravy for the next two weeks, so I'm going to go ahead and pass on Cracker Barrel. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't okay, want to shit gravy and butter. Um, so I'm, I'm out. I'm just, you know, it's like I don't eat a Chick-fil-A. I've never had Chick-fil-A.
1: That's where we agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> and folks, we're best friends. So <laughs> suck a dick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we will go to an airport on a Sunday and I will masturbate in front of a Chick-fil-A and look at John with a smile on my face and go ha ha ha. They can't stop me because they're not here. <laughs> you can't do that to Burger King motherfucker. You know why? They're open seven days a week to serve you.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. I flew through San Francisco the other day and <laughs> the, like San Francisco has, you know, the healthy bougie type little restaurants.
0: Oh yeah. Those they're like, all
1: closed. You've never seen a line at Burger King so long as you do during COVID. Oh, <laughs> dude, San Francisco
0: like, Airport. can as I get a, more yes. unhealthy to get the COVID? I would no. like to get more unhealthy. I listen, okay. I, I have to stop eating fast food. I, my addictions are three. we've noted, beer, pizza, wheat. And I kind of got to start and stop there. I can't be throwing in fast food and then start liking it again. (laughs) I can't be hitting up Wendy's where they they have square hamburgers because they don't believe in cutting corners. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to Wendy's. First job. Let me
1: tell you about some corners they cut. (laughs) Do tell. No.
0: (laughs) No. No. Would I not want to eat there? No, it's silly there. Don't eat the chili? Oh, no. I, I don't believe that fast food can make chili. I think that's, it's like, it's, it's like going to a fast food place and being like, how's the creme brulee? And they're like, made fresh, obviously, from the freezer.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, did you overcook that meat? Well, save it for the chili tomorrow. Oh, uh, what's in a Frosty? Uh, that was legit. I, it was just came in a bag. So...
0: I think there's a porno call that just came in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we can stop the podcast on that joke right there. But we're not gonna. We're gonna double down and ensure that that joke does not live in infamy. Oh. Some days, but I wonder, because at some point at about 26 years old, Brett just turned 72 and he's been that age ever since. (laughs) I wonder if Brett sometimes, like an old man, just gets mad just that we have his phone number. Like, Uh, I think he wishes sometimes that he could just contact us.
1: I feel like there's a way we should be able to call him right now and harass him (laughs) mid-podcast.
0: Is that possible? I mean, I can probably, if I, if I uh, hold on here, let me see if I can,
1: when can I can, put him on Speaker or something, there's gotta be a way. <laughs> gotta harass the Godfather.
0: Oh, he is? Let me see, I wonder how we can do that. Joe Rogan just calls him and puts him on speaker he does but he's also um he's calling through skype Ooh, yeah that's tied into his whole system because i've called someone on speaker before and it just didn't
1: it didn't i gotta to figure
0: that if i did it on skype because he has skype i know it's on his phone so it would ring to his phone but we're on and zoom and zoom doesn't We gotta figure that out next time we do this. I'll 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 noodle on that. We'll figure that out because I do. I just think he's sometimes like, I don't know that Jason should have my phone number. Oh for sure.
1: (laughs) I love that Robert De Niro has like a driving beret on with gloves.
0: Yeah, and you know, and they're racing, right? You know, and Ben's just he's like, well, you gotta go this way and this way, and it's just like and gas it.
1: And there's got to be no way that that whatever Robert De Niro is driving, maybe a Lincoln or a Mercury, mm-hmm. is going to beat that S-Class. No. Yeah. Unless they went for the little engine. Unless he went for like a V6 S-Class.
0: He just went for a 1.2 liter S-Class. <laughs> I do love that, though. Just pointing the eyes, pointing at him. Ooh, and down. Do you wear gloves when you drive, John? Do they make uh, gloves that I'm size? Sure. they do but i sure don't (laughs) i don't (laughs) think they do
1: i have worked with guys who have these driving gloves Mm -hmm. and my god it's just awful i'm just Are are they
0: are they fingerless
1: um no they're not fingerless but they've got like the hole where the knuckle is and they're kind of this not oh, man. me, but it's like a woven on top and leather under the bottom. They're, they're Italian driving gloves. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, killing me.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think it's a hard thing to, uh, how would I put it, hang out with a, a person who drives with gloves on. Yeah, it's just... I mean listen, if Robert You're driving Niro, around town. Yeah. It, I mean, if Robert De Niro is in the house, right? And I see him driving around with gloves, right? Every time I talk to him, I only speak French to him. Bonjour. Yeah. And he's like, what? I'm like, Bonjour. I'm not French. Uh, well the way you fucking drive is you pussy your gloves. Is this paint? Did you paint a cat? You paint the cat's tail. I love that. That's like such
1: a horrible thing. Like, how dare you do that to? I'd paint a cat's tail. I see people <laughs> dye their dog's hair all the time. I'd paint. But a cat back a then, tail. painting your cat's tail,
0: and there's no paint on that cat's tail. We can see that. We can see that. Um, that cat destroyed a lot of shit. Yeah, that cat got after it. There's, there's, paintings on the wall. Has banjo later.
1: ever done that kind of
0: damage? No. First of all, Banjo's not, Banjo right now, every time I do a podcast now, he comes into Chris's office with me, and he just goes and lays, and so I've got him trained to where he lays under her desk. Uh, Perfect. So when I leave, and she comes in here to work, he comes in here and lays right under it, so she can't wheel back and forth and adjust. Uh,
1: <laughs> and
0: I don't want to bump you, but you just, you're snoring so loud. And then she bumps him, and he, he'll just yell, her, and then carper's like, did you hurt our dog? Why would you hurt our dog? He was under the desk. Mom, that's where he sleeps. He loves you. And it just, you know, it's a devious part by me. It's funny, though. Ugh. No, Banjo doesn't do that kind of damage. He's not that smart. He's Banjo is, um, you know. He's a lover. He's not a, a, lover. a lover. He is a lover. He is um He's a lover and he is uh listen he's got a he's got a good personality he's a good kid i
1: love me some banjo bernard
0: he's a good dog he really is oh, folks man. for those of you that are wondering what the fuck we're talking about um banjo is uh he's my basset hound he's a very I feel vo-
1: like I feel like he should get a picture in the instagram post as well
0: we'll get we'll get a picture of banjo up he's uh, he's very vocal um he loves father john though he jumps up in his lap <laughs> and i don't mind Seventy pounds too, he's a big boy. Is he so yeah, he's seventy pounds. I told Chris he wouldn't get over thirty-five. <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some. He's big boned. He's big boned. I didn't realize that he'd carry his weight so well. I mean he's lean, yeah. he's got muscle tone. He's got long nails, because I hate clipping his nails, poor guy. I just do. He's a sweetheart.
1: It's not your fault.
0: No, nope, I just, you know what? I'd just rather give him pepperonis. Here you go, bud. Oh.
1: Oh, just living the dream.
0: Chris is like, dude, what the fuck? This dog shits five times a day, and he really does. Mm-mm. Could be the fact that Harper will just take a big spoon, gut it, gut it through peanut butter. So it's just a mound of peanut butter on top, and she sits in front of him and pets him as he licks the peanut butter off. Just...
1: Living the dream. I saw a thing today. There's an advertisement for a thing you like, suction cup or put, hang on your bathroom on like your shower wall. Mm -hmm. It looks like those plastic things that would kind of exfoliate or scrub your skin Those old. It's like solid on one side and got lots of little prongs. Oh sure. Fill it full of peanut butter. So the dog sits there and licks that while you bathe them and they don't go crazy. Oh, interesting. I was like, that's
0: genius. That is. I mean, he just, Banjo knows when it's his bath time and he just freezes. He doesn't move at all. He's just like, Uh, oh, when's this over? And then of course, when it's dry off time, right? Then he loses his mind, runs around, goes crazy, gets in the blow dryer, howls at it. You know, then it's the fun time. And he knows he gets a lot of treats as well. It's, it's you know, good, clean living. But um, that's a great idea for people, you know, that don't... Uh, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't have a a dog as pliable as the Bernard, poor guy. A lot of people don't. Have you ever uh, been close to engagement, John? I forget. Like Went went ring shopping or gotten a ring and then decided to return it?
1: I've been close to where I was, I was, I was right there thinking about it, about to go shopping. Yeah. Two times. Yeah.
0: And then you went back on the spearmint rhino, and you're like, "I'll just give her another dance."
1: Chastity has <laughs> my doesn't matter what city I'm in. If her name's Chastity. She's got my number.
0: Well, I mean, it's you know, she is Chastity is always a fun dancer with with a great attitude. However, for whatever it's worth, I uh, I really love Misty Mountains. I um, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Gaylord,
1: M. Fokker.
0: Gaylord. Yeah, Gaylord. I love it. And the actor, the guy who's the um, who's the baggage delivery guy. He's a he's a he's been in quite a few shows. Oh, I didn't get a good look. Yeah, he was um, uh, that bone collector on NBC. I don't think that's going to come back for a second season. But he's the paralyzed guy. <laughs> Classic just a classic winner he's amazing wow they're just shitty they were just shitty to him they were and you know what i'll tell you what and you know controversial topic here in the world of meet the parents i wouldn't get back together with her the way that she did not stand up for him in front of her family and everything else i'm sorry man you know what that's a that's a character piece you're supposed to know him she just piece. hung them out to dry. She hung them yeah. out to dry. He did. She was she was not nice. I oh this. Oh, I love this. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> I also, it's uh this is like the nice version of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Hi, how can I help you? you can start by wiping that. Have out. you Are done that smile? one yet? Yes. Oh. Yeah, in fact, I wanna I wanna get this right. What is it? It's um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, hold on. F bomb scene. Because, dear Pam, hope this helps. Ninety-seven percentile. So sweet. It's only. I wish it was just. It's like they would just print it, right, in text. I don't need it on the video, you dicks. I could play it and get in trouble if I wanted to, want to. But yeah, it's like, you can start by rubbing that fucking smile off your fucking face and those fucking rosy cheeks. Then you can get me a fucking car with four fucking wheels and a fucking steering wheel, a fucking engine that'll go down the fucking road. Sir, do you have a receipt? No. I fucking dropped it. Oh, sir, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close to that, folks. Pretty close.
1: I feel like it was, it was dead on. I
0: Pretty much like dead it made- on. If you haven't seen the movie, 100% dead on. 100% dead on. Now, even after this, she gets a fax Now that she's got stats, now she stands up to her parents. See this once again. This bothers me. I don't like this. I don't like. You didn't trust him? You didn't trust him. Yeah. It took someone else sending you something, so that you would stand up to your dad.
1: It's a problem.
0: I don't don't like it. You know, we had a.
1: um, Yes, I dated a girl who wouldn't stand up to her parents at all. Hell no. She literally. Yeah, she uh, and she was one I was considering, doing some ring shopping, and she just, man, she wanted she she was she talked to me about this job she wanted. Great, nailed it. Got her an amazing job. Done. All you have to do is say yes. It's Your job this week. You can start making three times what you make. And she went and talked to her mom, and because she would have had to move an hour away mom was like no and mom granted mom lived in a different in a different state mom didn't even live where she was and mom was like no i really need you to stay in this area for the family why because it was more convenient for mom and dad to have her living in a place that was her sister owned that mom and dad could then come and have a spare bedroom. So they could come and stay there whenever they wanted and didn't have to get a hotel or stay with someone else. Oh, so it's just about them. It was about their convenience, a hundred percent. And she let them control her life.
0: That's, that's so gross. It was sad. It's sad, but it's also, it's like you could be a, and you don't, you know, you, you could be as beautiful as you want to be. And you see that and you're like, oh, that's just, ew. Oh. And then, and then so what? Dad passes away and she looks to you and she's like, tell me, tell me exactly what to do every
1: oh. moment of every day. It was mom. Mom uh, told her what to oh. do. And it was her, and I, and that's one of the things where I looked at her mom's relationship with her dad. Her dad just kind of took it, whatever the women of the family decided was what was going to happen and he had no say, zero. He's a nice guy and they're yeah. all nice people but what, what he said and I was like, oof, so if that's my future, oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell no.
0: You, um, they're at the airport scene, right? Where there's no one there? Yes. And the guy's like, well, we haven't called your row yet or your <laughs> section. He's like, there's no one here. I'm sorry, sir. We have to wait to call your section. You, uh, in your previous life, you flew a lot. Yes. Give us some, uh, give us a couple airplane stories. A couple travel stories.
1: Oh, man. Uh, wow. What's a good travel story? Oh, flying home from Hong Kong. Uh, I'm on I wanna say it was Cathay Pacific. Okay. And now don't take offense, Indian my Indian dot people out there.
0: But Got there was an Indian
1: listeners. There was an Indian family. And the, it just happened to be who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, I mean it was the whole family. Grandma was there. There was like five kids, mom and dad. It, it was it there was a lot of them uh and i'm sitting in a window seat Mm -hmm. in an exit row and it's on a 747 so it's a really big exit row you know there's a lot of space in front of me which i like and they come over and are like you need to move you need to switch seats with my grandma she needs to sit by a window so she can see oh wow i'm like literally the whole flight's over ocean yeah there's nothing to see. And you're in a middle seat back in the middle of nowhere. I was like, I, I can't do that. Sorry. I'm that's, you can ask someone else to move. I can't do it. I'm seven I don't feet get, tall. Yeah, I don't fit in your seat. And they got really upset. So then they get someone, I think, behind me to move for her. then she sits down and then like 20 minutes into the flight decides she doesn't want to sit there. So they have to switch back. So they switch back. So then we're flying and it's a night or it's, you know, just the way it's going. You know, everyone shut their, curt- their blinds. It's dark. Everyone's just kind of trying to sleep for, you know, whatever, 14 hour flight. And they keep coming over and opening up Walking in the exit row and opening up the window and just right, and you're just like, Oh, this is awesome. And there's like six of them, so they all just keep coming over and looking out the window. And I'm like, You guys gotta go back to your seats, stop. Like, people are trying to sleep, you need to go back. And they're getting real upset with me that I would put my foot down. And then <laughs> we all get served our meal and the meal's over with or they're done eating and they decide, well, we don't want these trays in front of us, there's a place where you can put them. They come and set them all on the floor in front of my feet. And I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. <laughs> Who are you people? Like, and I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, you're tired, you're annoyed, it's obnoxious. You're just like, what, what the fuck are you doing? um then like finally they the the flight attendants get them to settle down then we're getting ready to land in la and we're on the final approach and homeboy dad decides whoa time for a costume change i can't be wearing these clothes when i land he's getting in as the plane's descending he's getting in his bag out of the overhead let Sets it down in the middle of the aisle, strips down to just his chonies, redresses, and the flight attendants are like, sir, you cannot, like, go back to your seat. And he's just like, I don't care. I do what I want. Just strips down naked, puts new clothes on, puts it back up, and it's just, I'm just like, I have never seen people that did not give two shits about people around them more than this this family. Like, wow. did not care.
0: Don't care. Dude. It was amazing. I remember, um, did you ever meet Andy Moak? Yes. Yeah, so Andy and I were, we were flying. I'm gonna have to let the Bernard outside. He's like.
1: Chucky's real hot dog.
0: He's a real hot dog, he's gotta go to the bathroom. Come on, buddy. Nope. He's not one of my earphones. Oh, Bernard. Oh, Bernard, that's the Bernard moment. So um, so we're flying down to Brazil to do some work. And uh, as we're going out, dude, we're cruising out, now. hold on one second here. Turn the light, up. oh, no, wipe's still up. So um, we're, uh, we're taking off and um we're about to uh you know cruising altitude getting up and we take an ambien Mm -hmm. and slam a couple beers and we end up falling asleep with an old russian woman in between us crying watching some crazy ass movie crying we woke up when we landed in brazil Our heads were on each of her shoulders. I had dried tears and boogers. She had tear stains on each shoulder and she was not happy. She was like, you (laughs) motherfuckers, The fuck do you think you are? Oh, dude, we ruined it. It was bad, bro. It was not good. Or it was was great. Me being a bad passenger. Not. Did you um? If you were gonna ask a oh man, did you didn't fucking go outside yet, you dipshit. If you um, if you were gonna um, marry a lady. Um, or a guy. I don't wanna. I don't wanna judge, John. Uh, would you ask the father first, or would you just? I mean, is is that passe now? Um, would it depend on the I relationship? Think,
1: I think. I think you gotta ask. Yeah. I think It's a polite thing to do. I think that's it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah. I mean it would it would probably depend upon the dynamic, but I I would lean towards yes. I'm a small man dad. Yeah, dad. yeah. I'd go uh, sit him down and say, This is what's happening. I, I want your blessing. Uh yeah. It's like, hey, you guys
0: And you odds are
1: they'd be eaten out of my hands already. So I'd be like, You you know you want it. Let's just let's make it official.
0: Let's make it official. Why don't you uh, dad give me the old handshake and uh mom, you know, uh assume the position of uh, granting me your daughter's hand <laughs> and have some fun with it, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean I'm I'm all for that uh for um doing that, you know, asking the permission. It just seems like the proper thing. I'm with you. Yeah. Cause if you don't you're a bit of a dick yeah right i mean you kind of are you're just and
1: or also, you'll be perceived as that by them
0: yeah there's that too right i mean let's see with chris's family uh banj move out of the way bud come on uh with chris's family you know she was uh, really uh close with her mom and um so i, I asked her mom obviously uh and talked to her dad as well a little bit about it like the opportunity that it could happen and um you know he was he was fine with it so you know with, I mean, um, why wouldn't it be yeah well i drove his truck to a cracker barrel i just took the oh that's right never finished that story so we were going to the cracker barrel and uh he had the key and he's like if you ever driven uh you know a four speed or whatever and i was like sure <laughs> And I just took the key out of his hand and I drove it to Cracker Barrel and we're driving there. And Chris is like, you know, my dad loves this truck more than he loves me. This is his baby. He's like been restoring this for like 10 years or whatever it was, something crazy. And we get to Cracker Barrel and it's me. I'm just a piece of shit. And so I have the key in my pocket and you know how you don't want to be, it's, it's almost like, around a group of people they're like, hey, the beer was five dollars or the beer was three dollars. I gave you five dollars, like, where's my dollar or two dollars back? You know, or did you tip? You know, you don't want to ask the question. You want to assume they tipped. But at the same time, you're also like, hmm, I think they popped the two dollars. Right. It's kind of that scenario yeah. and it's, it's in the air. And I've just got the key in my pocket. And I'm just, we're eating dinner. We have dinner at Cracker Barrel. And then we go outside. And then he's like, all right. And I'm like, see you back at the house. (laughs) I'm so cocky. I'm backing it in. And I hear him just yell, stop. And I hit the brakes. And he had a piece of rebar out. And I was like two inches away from putting a (laughs) hole in the back of his (laughs) oops then he gave me a shot of moonshine from the fridge and we've been boys ever since what's what boom boom I like it you like it um i you know i love these these crazy little outtakes where it's showing ben stiller going after you know he doesn't know it's the camera and he's talking to it it's <laughs> also it's it's weird like this is a really duplicitous thing when you're super high it's a weird thing right because you're just like it's a t- we're making fun of someone being themselves where we're invading their privacy. Yeah. Like this invasion of privacy is okay because it's funny. Right? It's just weird. It's you know, it's it's a weird thing for a dad to have cameras in his house watching people. That's also super creepy, bro. Real weird. And that's more of a normal thing now. People got cameras. I know. You're always
1: on camera now. You
0: just have to assume. Yeah, you have to assume a lot of awful shit, don't you? Oh, you can't. It's weird, man. I don't know. I don't like the whole camera thing. Are you gonna? Did you see the Apple update? Are you gonna do the Apple update so they can tracer you? Oh, is that what it is? So we can do the? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, at the end of the day, they. You know, I think they're gonna do it anyway. Well, I, th- I mean, I think they already know, based on Facebook posts, social media posts, Instagram, Twitter, if it, right? You can you instantly know their geo, even if you use a VPN, that's in front of Facebook. Facebook's still in the back, transmitting cellular data over here to different things. Yep. So, you know, they, they don't, I mean, people, guess what? If you're worried about the mark of the beast, that happened with the first app on the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> they just found a way to, to mark you track you you know um we got our st- we got our government um check you know for the bailout or whatever and it was on a cash card you know my neighbor's like man why is it on a cash card And i go hold on you guys like, let, let me research the card company check out the fees for you so i can tell you how you can move or access your money and one of the things was is that um this card when they send it to you it um you can't transfer the money from the card into the bank account into your bank account. That's weird. So, well, because they want the money back out in circulation, right? Yeah. So if I just put it in savings and hunkered down, that money's not in circulation. Yeah. Right. So then people aren't spending money. If they're not spending money, you know, da-da-da-da-da. so I'm explaining this to uh, the neighbors. And I said, by the way, you know, just be smart with what you buy. And they were like, why? And I said, because if they're tra- making sure that money, that a majority of the money goes back into the economy, then they can, you know, then the economists can be like, they gave out $3 trillion, but the money was here, here, and here, which both the stock market here, here, and here, which gave us an X cap of, you know, $5 trillion higher. So actually we made $2 trillion spending $3 trillion, but saved the economy some dumb math like that. And someone who was really, Heather Rogers would listen to this and she would just pull her hair out and be like, you're a moron. But you know, you just, you look at that and it's like, all right, well then, you know, they're gonna know what you went shopping for. Yeah,
1: yep. And I think I saw some things where it was like, yeah, the majority of people spent
0: money on this type of thing. Yeah. And what is, you know, so it's like, all right, so then, If you, so if you spent the money correctly, whatever that deemed is correctly, like let's say gas bill, water bill, essential services, whatever that may be, right? Your car insurance for the month. And um, I spent mine on uh, pizza and beer and um, firecrackers and you know, bottle rockets. Just the essentials, just the stuff to have a good time. And a shit ton of bleach, because who knows what's happening in this house. And, you know, um, so they do the next stimulus check. And they're like, man, Jason, you're just not that responsible. And I, you know, I don't think it's, it's, you know, it's, you're the kind of person we need to give money to, quite honestly, supporting the essential services. So you're only going to get 500. And if you spend this responsibly, maybe next time you'll get 700 but it's up to us. They look to yeah. you and they're like, John, man, I'll tell you what, you knocked out of the park, man. I mean, you, you really sent the essentials. You did a couple of nice things to help small businesses spending that money. We, that was great. It was a very smart move. We're gonna give you 3,500 now. Like I mean, But I mean, you know, and then how much more controlled are you? Yeah, you're more controlled. It's a crazy thing to think of when you, you know, when you, when you look at that and you're like, Oh, I'm talking to my neighbors about this some like, of you guys. I wouldn't go all willy nilly or crazy. I just, you know, I mean, I'd be smart. And if you want cash back, get cash back, but it's going to limit it, I think to a hundred bucks on this card. So, <clears throat> but once yeah. again, you know, why are you getting cash? Uh, can you not, is there a place that doesn't take our card? Cause tell us about it. And uh, we'll make sure they take it next time. It's it's a weird, weird way to follow people, and be are like, "I didn't know this is a conspiracy," you know, uh, podcast. It's not, but it, folks, it's just something to think about. I mean, the conspiracy really should be the the way that we have legislated relationships in this world. That's a conspiracy, oh. you know. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it's not real unless the church that is tax exempt because of separation of church and state doesn't adorn it as real, then it's not real. Not a real relationship, man. Sorry, it's not good at all. Not good at all. Not good at all. It's you know I don't know. I think you know I was I always say I think relationships are super weird. Um, uh, you know I think I'm I'm fortunate. Uh, well, I don't think I know I'm very fortunate, you know, for the, the wife and kid and family that, <clears throat> that I have, but I also think it's super rare, which is sucks, you know, and um, I don't know. It's a weird thing, man. It's a, it's a weird thing to watch marriage comedies as a, a guy who's been married for, you know, almost eight years. And uh, I know. and Sounds look, great. And look at it and just be like, oh, that kind of hits hard close to home. Or, <laughs> or, oh shit, or no, I dodged that bullet. Or yeah, I knew that person at that time, you know, that, that reacted that way. And thank God I, I missed out. I would say to, uh, to, the, uh, to the people out there, don't rush into it for sure. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't married at 18 or 21 or 25 or 30 or
1: any time uh, yeah.
0: younger. I mean, just don't, don't do it, man. It's just wait, it's fine travel go do other shit who cares it's the end of the world as we know it Just go have some fun be responsible but go have fun and do your thing man Make bad things. decisions i mean you gotta make some because you gotta have stories to tell listen you can't uh, go travel the world and have it and come back I'm like what'd you do i walked i know but i mean like did you have some fun yeah i saw a mountain <laughs> okay and i walked up it and then down it Unless somebody. someone's pulled a weapon on you in a foreign country, you haven't lived. Listen, unless there's a police officer who's holding a gun to you, robbing you of your money. Yeah. Just taking you for what it's worth. Yeah. Unless you, you're not allowed into a country because of the look and shape of your passport and you're held aside, with drug dealers and a guy who's got a snake up his ass and he looks uncomfortable. Until you've been on that border crossing and still figured out a way to con yourself across so you can get married, do not come to me with your bullshit. Uh, Can we talk about your boy, Regan, real quick? The snake, the dude's been
1: bitten. Did he get bit by a rattlesnake?
0: (laughs) He's been bit (laughs) two times by two different scorpions and he got bit by a rattlesnake. And then
1: he just killed the
0: rattlesnake. he killed a that. rattlesnake in half. And I was like, dude, get a bigger axe. You don't need to be that close. Yeah. It looked like he disemboweled it too. He's pretty angry. Yeah. I bet. Where are they at? They're somewhere in Arizona. Um, uh, Lauren's grandmother is there. Okay. So they're taking care of her. And I guess Lauren's aunt was supposed to come in and something happened. And I don't know. But I'm like, dude, just, you know, hang out there as long as you need to they're doing the yard work and helping her out and she's autoimmune compromised. So they're doing her grocery shopping for her. And they're just, you know, they're just really taking, knocking out of the park, really taking care of her. So
1: they're sweethearts.
0: They are, they are, um, you know, it's, I mean, they're, uh, they're doing the best they can to help her out. And then, uh, yeah, but they, I mean, Harper probably does a chat with those guys over there. uh, Amazon echoes once a week, twice a week, talking to the dogs, reading them stories. Nice. I mean, they're just, they're, they're enga- you know what, they're another set of friends that are engaged with my daughter that are just like, oh, we'll chat with her. And she thinks it's so cool. I mean, she did, she, I was like, hey, like tonight, I'm like, hey, I gotta go, I gotta talk with Father Jean. She goes, is he coming over? I go, no, <laughs> we're gonna do the podcast. Oh, you guys are gonna talk? I'm like, yep. She goes, well, you're not coming to bed anytime soon. <laughs> tell him hi and I was like all right you little shit I'm 100% I will 100% but it's just I mean you know it's but you know it's just you have these friends that you know and you're one of them and Regan and Lauren are obviously one of them as well and it's awesome man it's fun it makes you you know it in um, all the chaos and craziness and everything that's you know nutty in this world you think of all your good and bad decisions you're like man i've obviously made some good decisions because i've got people like you and regan and lauren and brett heather you know mills in my life rev you know you got all these great people that um that they're around that you're like oh yeah and we'll do things for each other and we'll be there for each other's kids and talk shit and have fun and Be there to to listen and, you know, be there to lend support or an idea and a thought. and Dude, I mean, you know, and that's why, you know, go back to the don't rush thing. Folks, get those people around you first because you need them. Yeah. You need them on the hard days. uh, When you're single, on the hard days when you're married, on the hard days when you're a dad or a mom, you need them. You know, you just do. Just a reality. Get that base first. Then you go find someone and make sure that, you know, they can... uh, then they make sure that they have that same base behind them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wise words.
0: Wise words. And uh, to um, closing um, one love and shout out to all the people at dive bar, Austin, you guys are amazing. Keep up the good work and uh, all your kindness and the stuff that you guys are doing. um, And, Folks, go check them out at Dive Austin. Of course, colorblind.design on Instagram at colorblind.design. They make the tactical six pack carrier that you see on my Instagram every once in a while, carrying out my beers. They are amazing. Very unique gift uh, if you want to get uh, somebody something that no one else in the neighborhood will have. Go ahead and check them out. And um, Zion, Zion, pizza, pizza and noodle, pizza and noodle, pizza and Zion pizza, pizza and and noodle. Pizza and noodle.
1: If you're going to Zion National Park, you got to fuel up
0: afterwards. Got to go there. And then uh, also, and then finally, uh, yeah, Billy Gwynn, TX Prime Roofing on Instagram at TX Prime Roofing. And get at him at Texas Prime Roofing, LLC. That is my boy, Billy. Go check him out if you need some help with your roof. Or if you just want, you know, some basketball lessons. He'll teach your kids basketball lessons. He's amazing. Give him a lot of love. John, dude, we gotta do this more than we did. We had that break, but we gotta we gotta keep this up because um, it's so much fun. And have uh, you going oh, out
1: there in July? And I'm gonna we're gonna do it at Dive Bar and I'm gonna get just absolutely shitfaced.
0: Fantastic. We'll spend the whole day there. Um, also have you started watching Happen Leonard?
1: Happen Leonard, no.
0: Okay, so it's find it on your on your TV somewhere. There's okay. three seasons. Hap and Leonard, H-A-P and Leonard. Okay, it's the I best. just
1: finished going through Justified again.
0: Okay, so Hap and Leonard is, it's got a little bit of Justified. It's, dude, I can't, it's amazing. I mean, All right, done. and there's only three seasons. I watched three seasons in two days. I was, I was riveted. I don't know if they're gonna come out the fourth season or not. Um, I think it was on the Sundance channel. Okay. Um yeah, dude, it's
1: Might have to start that though after chemistry. Chemistry is is a uh, is a little bit.
0: Start it after chemistry, I get chemistry done and then lock three yourself up for that and then we're, we're you know, we'll talk about it because it's uh it's amazing. All right, happen Leonard. All right, Hap I'll get Leonard. one in
1: here. I'll get one in first and then text me. You'll be like, "Yep,
0: yeah, good shit." Done. All right, brother, I love you, man. Love you too. Be good. And now, folks, your favorite time of the podcast where I end the conversation and my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit. Thank you all. Be good. Bye, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too.
1: Okay. Yeah.